Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow Podcast. L is for the way you look at me. Keep going. Okay. O uh-huh. is for the only one I see. Woo! V okay. is very, very yeah. extraordinary. Yes, it is. <laughs> Is even more than anyone that you adore. Okay. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the season of love, ladies and gentlemen. We are feeling all of the feels. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, another Valentine's Day spent single. Y'all. Single as a pringle. Please. Somebody come get this girl. Somebody come give me chocolates. How about that? Somebody come give me money. (laughs) How about that? Like... We, it's always somebody come get this girl. It's never somebody come get this girl and take her on a date. You know what I mean? Never pay this woman's bills. It's, it's never, never like wine and dine me on Valentine's Day. Like, you know, when I feel like I, ju- I just have to experience one time in my what? life. And I know that th- th- this is like totally not even like my style. I, but I just need to experience like walking into a hotel room with the petals on the floor, balloons on the ceiling. And like a Louis Vuitton box on the bed with the ribbon and like other things, whatever, whatever they begin. Yeah. Y'all like I just need to experience that. I can't that. wait to the day that you experience that. And then you're going to be like, it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. It, I know. I'm going to be like <laughs> underrated as fuck, but it was cute. Like I'm happy I had the experience. I know. I, know. I just have the feeling I'm going to end up with a frugal guy. So that's probably <laughs> just like not even in the Hold cards. Hold the phone. Hold the phone, y'all. We talk about it enough. How we what we speak out into this world is powerful. So I'm gonna need you to take that one. Maybe that's what's back. for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that that's actually might that that's actually might be true. Mm, yeah, so we like, need to come get this girl. I, as an observer to Olivia's life, you know, simple, neutral, third party. <laughs> <laughs> I truly want to know because I I swear she has a calculator for life in her head. Oh yeah, that corresponds with her bank account, and the math just never maths, in my opinion. But oh I, yeah, but I it started, doesn't. But I've started to see TikToks that are like that I think explain your mindset around it being like, I have all these bills and the issue with my bills is that I have to pay them. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I think that's how Olivia feels. Not you like t- taking TikToks and saving them and being like, Hmm, maybe this is how her mindset is. Either way. I just either be, way. I just, calculator is just like a coffee somehow makes so much more sense than like the electric electricity bill. Yeah. I live one life. Okay, Drake should have never come out with YOLO because (laughs) that's my thing. And 
you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm not going to stop myself from being happy. Like, what would I, what, why would I do that to myself? I know. It's very interesting. Very interesting. We respect the grind for not sure. Not interesting. Girl, bye. <laughs> Please. The math does not math. The math doesn't math. Well, listen, I still pay my rent. I still handle them bills. She does. She does. So. That's why as a neutral third party. She's I like, do you have a grind. sugar daddy or like, what's actually the tea? <laughs> You're like, because the math is not mathing. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi exposed her feet pics. I promise I'm, you that. She, she is side drug dealer. You know, she said she's from Atlanta. Girl. Either way, either way. I'm excited. We're recording this episode a little bit earlier because I will be away, very unplugged, off the grid um, in Mexico. So I, I am really wishing everybody a really nice Valentine's Day, even if it's a Galentine. She's like, even though I will be on a trip with my man international, <laughs> I hope that you guys are all staying warm um, with your significant other or not. And I'm, I feel so supported. Thank you for wishing <laughs> me well on my yes. travels because, you know, I, I want for my sister. Is what I have, and yes, you uh, too. Other black women in the lottery. You can be. I was twenty three. I also wasn't taking these trips. So soon, soon, my darling. Okay, now she pulling out the age card. Mm -hmm, I'm twenty four. Thank you. So I think around this time it was probably looking a little different. Five minutes. Okay, okay. (laughs) See y'all. We are just loving the kikis this today. Obviously. Either way, let's get into a quick pulse check. Yes, we've already chatted a little bit about what's going on, but. How you feeling? What are you wishing for these, I, these days? I feel like if I'm projecting how I'm feeling in the future yeah. while you're away, it's giving Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have my socks on sliding around the wood, hardwood floors, you mm-hmm. know, blasting music, yeah. just being... Eating. Drinking Whatever hot chocolate with all the whipped cream. In the middle of the day type mm-hmm. vibes. Um, so I'm hoping that I am not missing you too much and yeah. bothering you too much while you on your vacation. But I'm probably going to be like, where are the pictures? Oh, yeah. That's always. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And hopefully I've also been very productive if I'm predicting how I'm feeling in the future. And you're going to be doing a little Galentine's get together, too, with yes, the ladies. Ma'am. Yeah. Practicing being the hostess with the mostest. That should be the good vibes. I'd be trying. I'd be trying. <laughs> y'all. I'm not a host person i tell y'all this all the time <laughs> but we're gonna try it stresses me out i literally looked at her we were talking and i was like Liz, like if you would have people over like you don't need i don't need to be there for that and she was like yo i really don't like hosting i was like i was like it's not about you being there or not it's like the actual act of having to do it yeah. is the problem yeah that was that was eye opening mm-hmm. for me. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, how are you going to be feeling, Hope- future Lexi? Yeah. Hopefully away, unplugged. I really like. I'm not taking my computer. I really am just taking the basics. Hopefully, gonna just eat my weight in delicious food and come mm-hmm. back. And I'm gonna come back to like a massive inbox of things. But we but don't worry about that. Yeah, that's future me problems. So hopefully it's a really positive trip. I'm really excited. It's been and the wardrobe since. is looking right. It is looking right. I think it'll be good. The weather's supposed to be really beautiful too. So I'm I'm just happy to get away from the really chilly weather. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hope I think it should be really nice. It should be really nice getting away. 
I love that. Also, it's so funny. I just got this um, mental image when you're talking about being there. I'm like, oh, my God, you need to bring me back a Mexican poppy. But y'all know how people are always like, I'm going to meet my husband in Trader Joe's. When Lexi and I are at Trader Joe's, like we've seen this one guy at Trader Joe's being like, uh, just like super cute, like in his scrubs when I first moved up to North Carolina. And Lexi saw him the other day and didn't shoot her shot on my behalf <laughs> and i was just thinking to myself i'm I like almost did. i almost did. i've got this really cute friend like i think I you guys know. would get along but our our entry points into that conversation were very different where mm-hmm. i was gonna play it smooth and you like basically was like full send like walk up to this man and be like what's good yeah i have a friend Here's that's how i members. am yeah just and so if I see him again, then no, we'll have something to report on. Exactly. Well, since this episode is falling in the week of all things love, ooey gooey, we decided to talk this episode a little bit about a concept of desire. Yes. We thought this fit perfectly into this week of love just to kind of take this concept of desire and unpack one, what is it? Two, what do we really get wrong about it? And three, just how can we leverage desire into helping us better understand the world around us. And we did that just because a lot of our conversations we've been talking about just kind of one-offs with each other. We have been talking about these like deep moments and senses of longing Mm -hmm. and wanting and desire. And we didn't want to be cheesy about Valentine's Day. We're like, "Mm, that doesn't really fit. But this idea of desire keep showing up as we unpack what love and cultivating romantic relationships shows up in our life. So we wanted to just spend some time really teasing that out. And I'm really excited for this conversation just because I know there's a lot of different facets desire shows up in my life. Yeah. But it at its simplest form really is just this strong wanting. Yeah. This urge for longing. Mm hmm. Which I find fascinating. Yeah. Because it's not really what we're told societally. So how do you understand this concept of desire? And like, what do you, what questions are you bringing into this? I know. I, um, I'm really excited for this conversation, especially after that beautiful pulse check where I just talk about my longing and desire for, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, a man in my life. Uh, but I think desire is just kind of like in a neat, uh, emotion and yearning for love yearning for power is something that we've cultivated within our society as kind of just one of those things that we all experience um due to capitalism like we're just always wanting more Mm -hmm. and um I think in my life I come from a very do every extra extracurricular like do everything hit the marks Mm -hmm. go 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 for the purpose of having whatever goal achieved and I am now I think now that I've been doing more research into how our brains like psychologically Mm -hmm. want more Mm -hmm. and are constantly yearning for more I'm able to create more mindset shifts and reframe Mm. my desire for certain things Mm. because you don't realize how much it encompasses our entire existence yes yes and something that I'm always challenged with too is desire 
when we talk about it, feeling very much romantic and sexual. Yeah. And even one step further, very like heterosexual too. Yeah. That as women, you know, we're kind of our self-concept is often shaped with men's view of us. Absolutely. And men's desire for women. And for black women, that's always complicated because we're swinging on the pendulum of either hyper-sexually desired or a lack thereof. We've talked plenty of time about this on the podcast. And that's something that I've really had to unpack in my life because I love that sense of desire. Like mm. I, or I love being desired. Yeah. And that's also a whole place that our brain psychologically loves. We love yeah. that attention. We love all of those. Hence re-downloading and deleting the dating apps. <laughs> and it can constantly. Cut, and like you were saying, it can get us caught in a lot of cycles mm-hmm. of how we're showing up with the world around us. And I would have never put those two and two together. I wouldn't say, yeah. oh, I'm re-downloading, you know, dating apps, you know, before I was in a relationship because I wanted that sense of desire. I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. But when you really sit with it, it's like, oh my gosh, that sense of longing and want being want being wanted to be wanted. Yeah. Is showing up in all the things that I'm doing. Yeah. It's just, it feels like trying to fill a void which feels very intense I used I hate it when people say that for whatever reason because it's like I'm me like I'm whole right Mm -hmm. and so you being like you're trying to fill a void feels like uh like you're kind of trying to point out an insecurity that I have and I I never liked that language but it does really suggest not feeling fulfilled with just being yourself and living the life that you live because you're constantly yearning for more. And I think in my experience, when it comes to desire, I end up forcing situations completely not living in my flow because I am trying to have a particular outcome by a particular time Mm -hmm. with a particular person that may not even be suited for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that this conversation will perfectly lend itself Uh, nicely to having conversations and thinking about conversations around love and the people that we have within our lives uh, that we may desire and it may be unrequited or that like also fall into our flow and into our state of being especially since we're around valentine's day and this is kind of the culmination of all of those things (laughs) like an overconsumption this very like capitalistic idea of love And this very sexual energy around it. And I think a lot of us, why it can be challenging sometimes to be single around this is because you have that yearning and desire and longing for either someone, something, or an event. Like even you're talking about the bed of roses on the bed with the, like that's a desire, that's a longing. And I don't think desire is the bad thing. It's the what's the object of the desire that shifts. Mm. And obviously, I'm sure you all see we're holding the the book of all books. Yes. <laughs> I've been preaching about this book since we started the podcast, All About Love by Bell Hooks. And when she really talks about aspects of love, she's very clear about interrogating your level of desire because sometimes will project this possession and ownership of someone or something, whether that's, you know, wanting to 
be controlling of being loved and the way Mm -hmm. you're being loved or the possession of the individual that is showing you love. And she's like, that is not the love that is going to get us. One is even true love. Yeah. Two is going to get us to the cultural revolution that we need. Um, and three doesn't fill your cup at all. And so I just love this because I'm like, it just, it really blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. I think about all of the times, like, I don't know. It's just when you're in this space, we talk about it all the time when you see other people experiencing certain things and you're like, I want to have that. I Mm -hmm. want to experience that. And the conversation around love is primarily romantic and sexual. And we never really consider about the other types of love, like the love for a sibling, the love for a friend, the love for a child, uh, all of the other parts of love that encompass our day-to-day life Mm -hmm. that we don't put as much emphasis on or as much value on because yet we're still like I want to meet my soulmate and I want to meet them now and like that's the thing that I'm looking for like I just want to have kids and I just want to do this but like we we hear celebrities and people who've made it talk about this all the time the constant staircase if you will of wanting more Mm -hmm. and it's still not being enough Mm -hmm. and not until we realize that we should just be happy with what we have and be grateful with what we have can we even semi even understand and appreciate what we have in this life you know like it's just and, and it's not to say, again, like desire isn't the bad thing, but it's like what we're trying to fulfill within ourselves yeah. is what needs to be examined. And I think everybody who's listening can start to ask yourself, like, what has been the object of my desires and what has been the byproduct of having that mindset or that attitude towards an individual, towards a person? Like, have I spent so much of my energy thinking about this one thing that happened that I haven't been able to be present? Mm-hmm. Have I been chasing this dream or idea of an event happening? And in reality, it's not even a staircase. It's a hamster wheel that it's yeah. never really going to be that thing. Like, I think we can all start to interrogate or has my yearning to be desired put me in situations that had nothing beneficial for me because the person who was desiring me wanted more possession and control over me than really my own liberation. And so I think we can all think about those facets of what, what has our own desires and the object of those led to in our lives and impacted us and how can we be more mindful? Because essentially what you're saying in getting to the peace and the presence is being back in flow. Yeah. And we can really leverage this desire to help us get back in alignment and in flow and in peace. But we have to be aware of it. I always say you can't have a problem you can't see. So if you got your blinders on, you'd be like, nah, man. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Cool. Like, you're not going to get anywhere with that. I know. I think one thing in this season of my life that I'd like to examine more and research more is also like the law of detachment and not being, you know, attached to certain things to a certain extent. Because again, like, I am such a lover girl. Like, I love loving people and I love being attached to my belongings like the things that I have in life like the people that I have in life all of these things but like a lot of spiritual people um when they're talking about desire they talk a lot about connecting with the feeling of whatever you 
however you want to feel with whatever thing you want to desire, like try to embody that within yourself. Mm. So it's like, okay, if I am yearning for a relationship, like what about that relationship makes me yearn for it? It's like, oh, feeling loved. Like how can I give that love to myself? Right. Yeah. And also I feel like the law of detachment gets to still, uh, understanding like the individual experience and understanding that suffering is just a part of life yeah, and that we can't escape it. So how can we still like love each other while still um, understanding that life is a process and that yeah. we're going to experience grief. We're going to experience undergo. Pain. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to experience Loss. all of the things. And we talk a lot about the risk of loving and mm-hmm. how if you're loving someone, there is the, uh, and they understanding, yeah, that that could that is going to end in heartbreak, because even if you love someone for your entire life and everything's great, like there will be a time when that person departs or you depart and you're not going to be able to be with them. And that experience in itself is like heartbreak. So yeah. what can we do to just understand the process of loving each other yeah. in a way that does releases possession um, yeah. and also like leaves us fulfilled within ourselves so that we are not feeling depleted or like broken or just like not whole when that person leaves us yes (laughs) that was a lot that was a lot but it's it's (laughs) weaving all of the fat like all the facets and nuances together to say being in that controlled suspicious deficit mindset keeps us from living in the abundance and fullness and reality Mm. of life. Life is good because it has its worries and its woes, its highs and its lows. I wasn't really trying to rhyme like that. Listen, she a rapper. (laughs) She a rapper. And you're so correct that if we're not interrogating every aspect of that, then we might miss our opportunity. And as black women, we just really don't, we can't afford that. Like Mm -hmm. our abundance and our fullness and our wholeness is our survival. Absolutely. Which is why we have this platform, which is why we talk about this, because for us, it's not going to be a material thing that, you know, gets us out of these oppressive It's not going to be the house. It's not going to be the car. It's not going to be the Birkin. Okay. (laughs) I saw a tear just kind of well up in the corner of your eye. So it it is these nuances and it is a lot. And I like, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So yes. Yeah. I want us to just love deeply, love boldly. And this whole piece about rejection as well. It's just like, we might have to really kiss that goodbye uh, because this whole game that we play, trying not to get hurt in the process of loving someone is not beneficial to anybody. When I hear people still doing that, I'm like, no, please. Please. I'm like, <laughs> the reality of it is, is, is it really that you feel rejected by that person or is it all of these desires that you've projected onto somebody Ooh. that you're more disappointed in than you are the actual person, Ooh. you know? So we have so much and I want to hear from you all. What's your relationship to that, to desire? What narratives do you feel like you've received from society about desire? How do you see that showing up in this week of all things love and and red and pink and sexy? Yes, all of the things. And also before we close out, we actually had a had a DM, you know, from someone, a supporter of the podcast, and she just needed some Cecilia advice. So we wanted to open up 
her question to you all and just kind of talk about it because I feel like some other people may be in a situation like this. So, you know, she says, I need some Sicily advice. I've been in my relationship for almost two years now and my partner is struggling on living in their flow. My whole life I've struggled with mental illness and have finally gotten to a point where I'm in control. However, with my partner struggling, it's bringing me down too. I don't know what to do. Do I stay and support them even though it's bringing me down too? Or do I leave the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Any advice helps. Okay. Ooh. Girl. The predicament. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I I appreciate this question so much. I, I appreciate the vulnerability. I think when I first read this question, I felt other people could benefit from it because you know, when we're in relationships with people, oftentimes it's not like a 50-50, like give and take. Like sometimes when you're in a relationship, it's 70-30, sometimes it's 60-40, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're saying, you know, you're finally living in your flow. Mm -hmm. I've been in situations when I've been in relationships where I've just, life's been good, right? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, but like you kind of struggling right now and I feel like I'm having to, you know, spend some of my time thriving, like helping lift you up. But, you know, Mental illness is something that is a roller coaster throughout your life. And as we talked about the stages of flow, it's not like a constant harmonious stage. It's like you're going to be, you're going to fluctuate. Sometimes you're going to be in flow. Sometimes you're going to be resting. Sometimes you're going to be resisting like all of the things. And so we don't really give out like necessarily quote unquote advice, but things to think about, I would say is just, you know, being with someone requires that you give them grace mm-hmm. and you have to decide if this is someone that you feel like mm-hmm. I'm willing to stick it out with them throughout the rough times because they held me down during the rough times. Yeah. If you're like, ah, I'm trying to live in my flow and they just like are not even trying to yeah. get to that point, yeah. then that's something that you might need to evaluate and be like, ah, I would rather have someone, even if they're struggling, understanding that they're still on this path of life, like yeah. elevation, trying to connect. But it's like, if you're just hands off the wheel, like I'm not trying to do anything, <laughs> then that's something to consider. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful advice. And at the end of the day, you can't want flow for somebody if they don't want it for themselves. Exactly. So, you know, if that's the boundary that you draw and a really great question, I think bringing to other people's awareness of like, I'm on that path. I want these things for my life. And maybe other people aren't there with you. And sometimes I can feel lonely and isolating, but yeah, you're probably a light to them and they're seeing that. And, you know, like you said, having grace and, you know, opening communication is just one, one step on that path. There we go. If y'all need to ever come to us with any other sisterly advice, we are here. Yeah, but love we that. just thought, thought it would be cool to share that with you guys. And thank y'all for joining us on another episode of the Black Girl Flow podcast. We'll see y'all next time. We'll see you guys next time. Peace, extra love this time. <laughs> and blessings. Bye, Bye guys. Y'all. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.